The Carolina Panthers are entering a stretch of winnable games. Can they finally get it done at home against the Houston Texans? I'll give you my keys to victory right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Wednesday here on the show for the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me to get a question in for next week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Price Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all in lowercase locked on NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Carolina Panthers come off of their week seven by... At 0-6, but they have an opportunity starting on Sunday down the street from me at Bank of America Stadium against the 3-3 Houston Texans to start to win some football games. This is the entire point of what they do as professionals. They play football, a child's game where they're making a lot of money, living a lifelong dream, and they're not going out there each and every Sunday, the occasional Monday and Thursday, and maybe a Saturday later on this season, to lose. No one is more upset about the 0-6 start than the men in that locker room. The 53 on the active, the 69 overall in the practice squad, and each and every one that's come in and out of that door over on 800 South Mint Street since the season started. No one feels worse about it than the coaching staff, than the players, and the general manager, the front office, than those guys. But yes, you as a Panther fan has every right to feel upset and honestly cheated by what you've seen. This was a season where there were thoughts of, okay, NFC South, wide open, the Saints, okay, they got Derek Carr, whatever. Maybe the favorites, but it's not like that's an overwhelming hill you can't climb. And then you look at Atlanta, okay, we'll see what that looks like. And then Baker Mayfield down in Tampa Bay. We saw how that worked out for Baker last year here in Carolina, even though I thought it'd be better and so far has been better. You felt like this is an opportunity after overachieving in the second half of the season, going 500 with Steve Wilkes, having a chance in Week 17 last year where if you win and then you fall up a win in New Orleans, you're division champs for the first time since 2015 when they went 15-1. and So the thought was with Bryce and a new coaching staff, renewed energy, that the Carolina Panthers could be able to be NFC South champions. It's still on the table. It's highly unlikely, but it's still on the table for the Carolina Panthers, and that starts on Sunday at home against the Houston Texans in a game that we dubbed Bryce Young 
versus C.J. Stroud. And let's not forget Will Anderson, the number three overall pick, is also here um, playing on Sunday. So let's get to my three keys to victory, which I give you every Friday leading up to a game played on a Sunday. Key number one, the Carolina Panthers must desperately need to find consistency on offense. They have not done it all year long. They'll be able to pass the ball, won't be able to run the ball. And really, they have not been able to run the ball all season long. Adam Thielen has been the only reliable receiver so far this season. We've asked questions of, where's DJ Chark? Hayden Hurst, what's the point of paying a pass-catching tight end if you're not going to utilize him in the offense? What's wrong with Miles Sanders? Need more Chuba Hubbard? There has been a litany, a multitude of questions asked about this offense, and hopefully... One of the big questions, um, what the hell are they doing play calling wise, will now be answered and solved by Thomas Brown, who will be the primary play caller here in Carolina moving forward starting on Sunday against the Houston Texans. They earmarked the bye week, so they say, no matter what the record was going to be for Thomas Brown to take over, whether that's true or not. Thomas Brown is now rightfully the play caller here in Carolina, and Bryce Young has one singular voice that he needs to be listening to moving forward as he continues to grow, learn, and develop here in Carolina. So hopefully with Thomas Brown having taken over and Thomas Brown having his philosophy of what he wants the offense to look like, and yes, that's going to be very much the same as Frank Reich and of Josh McCowns and Parks Frazier and everyone on this offensive staff, but really it's his vision moving forward What kind of wrinkles are we going to see? What kind of changes are we going to see? We saw them run the ball effectively when they took that 14-0 lead in Miami and then abandoned it the rest of the game. Is he a former running back at the University of Georgia? Big weekend for them, by the way. Is he going to then now start to rely on the running backs more? You have him as a former running back. You have Deuce Staley as a former running back as the assistant head coach in Carolina. They have to find some sort of consistency and some sort of balance offensively moving forward. And you look at Bryce Young. He has started to play better football since missing that week three game on the road in Seattle. Mysteriously, if you're a conspiracy theorist, Bryce Young has completed 65.77% of his passes for 688 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, has a lost fumble in there as well against the Vikings, and has a 86.5 rating. He gets better each and every week. And now with Thomas Brown being the guy with him as his OC officially now since he calls the plays, hopefully Bryce can stay comfortable. They talked about simplifying things and making it easier for Bryce Young. Let's hope. With the more experience, and now with Thomas Brown, and the performances that he's had leading up to this week, and after and coming out the bye, that Bryce Young will look the best he has all season long because he definitely needs to uh, to avoid the narratives that we'll get into later um, after Sunday. Um, Austin Corbett also coming back. That should help hopefully stabilize the offensive line. Not quite sure what they're going to do at left guard. I'm sure we won't really find out until Sunday. Uh, Frank Reich speaks to the media on Friday. He'll give some clarity on some injury report stuff that we're going to go over here momentarily, but he'll give more clarity on what's going on with the left guard. Chandler Zavala has been a full participant. Great news. Uh, But is he going to be the starting left guard? Is it going to be Cade Mays? Is it going to be Calvin Throckmorton? Either way, the right guard spot, no longer a turnstile that Austin Corbett is back here in Carolina. That should help Bradley Bozeman. That should help Taylor Moten. It should help the entirety of the offensive line unit and offensive unit as a whole moving forward. And we'll see. 
if there can be more involvement from guys outside of Adam Thielen, and if Miles Sanders maybe can be back healthy after having the bye week and being a full participant in practice this past week. So we'll see what that looks like moving forward. Number two, they got to get after C.J. Stroud. The Panthers have 14 sacks on the season. Last time out had a big, fat goose egg, one quarterback hit, and 31 dropbacks for Tua Tungabaloa and the Miami Dolphins. That's just unacceptable on every level at this level of football when you have a premier pass rusher in Brian Burns who wants to be paid very handsomely to not make an impact and have no one else on the roster make an impact and getting after the passer and getting pressure on what's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league so far and the most dynamic offense in the league. You have to be able to do it. And they were not able to do it last time. The Texans so far have only allowed 13 sacks on the season. It's been interesting because it's been pretty boomer bust for the Houston Texans. CJ Stroud's been kept clean in three of their games so far. And in the others, he was sacked five times by the Ravens in week one, six times by the Colts in week two, twice last time out in week six against the Saints in a win. It's, again, been boomer bust. So 11 of the sacks have occurred in week one and two. The Carolina Panthers had a sack. They had four, four, and then they had two the rest of the way. The first time they did not record a sack this season was against Miami Dolphins the last time out. They have to be able to get pressure on C.J. Stroud. Like Bryce, he's a rookie. He's prone to make mistakes if you can get some pressure on him. And credit to him, facing the kind of pressure he faced in week one and week two, at least looking at it on paper, I can't imagine how many pressures he actually faced, uh, he was able to take care of the football. He has not made a lot of mistakes so far this season. But let's make that happen this weekend if you're the Carolina Panthers defense that's been banged up in the secondary. As far as the edge rushers go, Justin Houston's out there. Brian Burns, now there's some questions about his availability. Find a way to get after C.J. Stroud and force him into some mistakes. And number three, be aggressive, man. Be aggressive in play calling, on offense, on defense. When it comes to fourth down calls, if they're in plus territory and it's fourth and three, fourth and four, hell, fourth and five, go for it. What do you have to lose other than the game? I guess if you're Frank Reich, you could lose a game and then eventually your job if things keep trending in this direction. But if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm aggressive. I'm pulling out every stop, everything I learned from a self-evaluation throughout the bye week and all the new wrinkles. I am throwing them out there at the Houston Texans in an effort to get a win. Because if you beat Houston, you have a very beatable Indianapolis Colts team coming to town next week in a Frank Reich revenge game. So go out there, be aggressive, find a way to win this game, and start stacking wins. Is it going to result in playoffs? Highly unlikely. But can it result in a impressive second half of the season? Can you start to build momentum towards next year, especially if Bryce starts to look like the number one overall pick? Yes. So be aggressive. Do not want to see any sort of conservative play calling or any of that from the Carolina Panthers moving forward, but especially starting this weekend against Houston. So be aggressive. Get after C.J. Stroud. And please find some level of consistency with the offense and really play complimentary football. That has not happened in years here in Carolina. Those are my three keys to victory for the Carolina Panthers as they host the Houston Texans Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the beautiful Queen City of Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Now, there's some questions of who's going to be available. Austin Corbett, is he set to make his season debut? Could we finally see Xavier Woods? And will Von Bell, LaVisca Chenault, will they be back on Sunday? We'll get into the injury report and what to expect Coming on Sunday here in just a moment 
on Locked On Panthers. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're betting on the Panthers and you win or you lose, it doesn't matter. All you gotta do is place $5 down and you can get $200 in bonus bets. If you're betting on the Hornets, you gotta win. Awesome, love it. You can go ahead, win or lose, you're gonna get that $200 in bonus bets. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to do it than right now to get in, in all the action. You got the Hornets back here in Charlotte. You got the Panthers. You got college football going on in the NHL. So many things to bet on using FanDuel. And the app, it's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The Carolina Panthers injury report has been, well, full of names all season long. Right now, the Carolina Panthers have nine, nine players on injured reserve. You look at the Houston Texans, and they're not going to feel bad for the Panthers at all, as they currently have a league-leading 11 players on IR. And let's be honest, it's week eight, the healthiest anyone playing football was, was when they got to training camp. And once you start to rehab and have to go through injuries and the ups and downs and the physicality of this game, you're really never going to be 100% again. We've seen Frankie Lou over the last couple of weeks with the hit pointer that he suffered. I think it was in the Seattle game where he did not play the second half. He's been dealing with that. He's having to play through that. All these players having to play through a lot. So, yes, it sucks to see the injuries, but everyone is dealing with them. But is anyone dealing with them in the way the Panthers are? Not having J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, who's really been underutilized anyways, not being out there, not having seen um, Austin Corbin until on Sunday, hopefully, fingers crossed. It's been unfortunate. But it's just football, man, and that's what we're going to have to deal with the rest of the way. But it's not great when you look at the injury report and see that the Panthers are likely going to be missing a couple more starters on Sunday afternoon when they host the Houston Texans. Looking at it, Von Bell did not play against the Miami Dolphins a couple of weeks ago. He had a quad injury that popped up late in the week there leading up to that week six matchup down, excuse me, in Miami Gardens, Florida. So he didn't play that game. Xavier Woods also didn't play, so you're down your top two safeties. And, well, what do you know? He got beat over the top with Tyreek Hill, which really was Dante Jackson getting burned. But either way, not great not to have Von Bell. He has not practiced again this week. Was a DMP on Wednesday and on Thursday. And as I've told you all, if that's the case, typically that guy's not going to play. Still dealing with the quad. I would expect on Friday, whenever Frank Reich speaks to the media, to announce that Von Bell will be doubtful or just out for the game on Sunday. Uh, LaVishka Chenault, we saw him get carted off with what looked to be, in my mind when I first saw it, a broken leg, fortunately. It's a high ankle sprain, which you can come back from. There's been no talk of placing him on IR to heal that. He had the bye week. He's had this week. He has not practiced at all on Wednesday or on Thursday. So like Von Bell, would expect for him to be you know, listed as out once uh, Frank Reich speaks to the media on Friday. So we'll see what happens with that. But those two guys, I would not expect either one of them to play, which means that Raheem Blackshear and Frank Reich was asked about this on Wednesday. Hey, Raheem looked pretty good. And this is one of the weird things about this season. When you think about... Miles Sanders and his lack of production. And again, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'm going to give the guy some grace. I do not think he's been healthy. 
And if that's been the case, you can ask, why hasn't the coaching staff then given other guys more opportunities? And that would be a great question. That's a question that I'm honestly asking you and the coaching staff right now. Like, why has that not happened? But Raheem Blackshear is someone, going back to OTAs, and OTAs, all right, they say a lot of nice things about guys. Does it really matter? Do they really mean it? We got to wait till the pads come on. That's when you really find out, as Frank Reich was saying back in June. But Blackshear looked good in OTAs when the pads came on and in the preseason he looked effective and you know for whatever reason he has not been out on the field as they've wanted to use of course Miles Sanders they paid a lot they wanted to use Chuba Hubbard they've used LaVishka Chenault in a gadget role as a running back we have not seen a lot of Raheem Blackshear but we did get to see him against Miami and I thought he looked pretty solid and so there's gonna be a conversation of hey can he get some more opportunities now that Chenault won't be out there it likely won't be out there. And Frank Reich said that, yeah, probably he'll get some opportunities. Not a lot. So we'll see what Raheem Blackshear can do in what should probably be some limited touches on Sunday. That's one thing to think about with Lavishka Chenault likely being out. Um, the rest of the injury report, Stephon Sullivan, he was sick on Wednesday. Um, he was full participant on Thursday. That's important. Panthers have two of their tight ends, Gio Ritchie and Ian Thomas currently on IR the only tight end that has not been on IR I guess it's two of them it's been Hayden Hurst and it's been Tommy Trimble who should have an increased role this week they signed Jordan Matthews the former wide receiver out of Vanderbilt who spent time in Philadelphia as a wide receiver with Frank Reich he's now a tight end so he's on a practice squad uh, maybe there's an elevation there he did work out with the team earlier on the season didn't get signed then now he's here we'll see uh, what transpires with that as far as if he gets to be elevated um but Svon Sullivan looks like he'll be ready to go so they probably don't really need to do that uh Austin Corbett limited on Wednesday and Thursday of course with that knee he's active uh does not mean that he'll play my guess is that he would well they had to activate him by Wednesday so it does not necessarily mean that he will play, but I do think that it's possible. I'm not ready to say that it's going to happen. Well, I, best, I basically have been saying it's going to happen, uh, but we'll have to wait to hear from Frank Reich officially whether he will play. On Sunday, Frankie Louvu been limited with that hip. That's been the case the last couple of weeks. I'm not really concerned about that. I just think it's one of those things where, hey, there's no reason to put him out there um, and to re-injure that. And Taylor Moten was limited with a knee. That's been kind of the case a lot of weeks this year. And then rested on Thursday. Xavier Woods limited on Wednesday and Thursday out there in pads in the red jersey uh, with the hamstring injury that he suffered back in Seattle in the first half and missed the last three games uh, leading into the bye. I think that he'll probably be out back out there on Sunday. And then Miles Sanders, full participant on Wednesday and Thursday with the shoulder that caused him to miss the game in Miami. Calvin Throckmorton, full participant on Wednesday and Thursday with the calf. Chandler's ball, full participant on Wednesday and Thursday with the neck that caused him to be uh, carted off. Scary uh, situation there in Detroit a couple weeks ago. And then this is interesting. Brian Burns, he popped up late on the injury report with like an ankle uh, right before, I'm not sure it was the Dolphins game or the Detroit Lions game, but it was late in the week. He, he ended up playing. He was limited. On Thursday of an elbow. I'm not sure what the deal is with that. We'll find out more again on Friday when Frank Reich talks to the media. My hope, of course, is that he's good to go because one of my keys to victory is getting after C.J. Stroud. going to be difficult to do that without your best pass rusher and your best player in Brian Burns. So we'll see um, what uh, the deal is with that as he was limited on Thursday of an elbow. And the Panthers will have a walkthrough on Friday, and we'll find out more again when Frank Reich speaks to the media. This matchup, it's going to be about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Not really. There's... You know, a bunch of players are going to be out there playing and fighting and who can help elevate those two quarterbacks. 
But we know that's the key storyline. Did the Panthers make a mistake by taking Bryce Young? Did they make a mistake by not hiring D'Amico Ryans? All these narratives and storylines that are going to be at play, win or lose for the Carolina Panthers leading up to it. We'll talk more about those narratives and what things could look like here in Carolina if they do fall to 0-7. Talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. I don't always play fantasy, but when I do, I go over to Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun you'll have, winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Test your skills on Prize Picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds y'all it's that simple quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app in america go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. that's pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars and game day, it's around the corner. And when game day is here, you guys still need to go over there to DoorDash. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. And the perfect place to do that is right down the street from me in my neighborhood of Elizabeth, Hawthorne Pizza. It's amazing. Go get the wings, go get the pizza, and, you know, soda, burgers, everything you need. You can get right there at Hawthorne's by using the DoorDash app. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win, which I think they're going to do on Sunday. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Back before the NFL schedule came out, I felt like Panthers-Texans would be the ideal week one matchup. Why not? You got the number one overall pick in Bryce Young versus the number two overall pick in C.J. Stroud. You have Frank Reich 2.0 coming to Carolina where he was the first quarterback in franchise history to start a game. Dom Capers is here. The storylines, they were pretty ripe. You got Tamiko Ryans, who the Carolina Panthers could have tried to hire, but David Tepper was enamored with Ben Johnson, the OC up there. In Detroit with the Lions and D'Amico Ryan saw that. It's like, you know what, Dave? I'm good. I don't want to allow you to check the Rooney Rule box. I'm going to go interview at places that want me. And one of those places where he played back in the NFL with the Houston Texans and with the McNair family. So you have that storyline. You have Will Anderson, who the Houston Texans also drafted there early in the first round of last spring's draft, who played with Bryce Young at Alabama, two of those leaders who, instead of quitting on their team, opted to play in the Sugar Bowl last year and go out on a with the bang for Nick Saban and that Alabama program. What a novel concept, not quitting on your team. So Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, all of those storylines in play, it made a lot of sense to me. 
Why not make it a week one matchup? Instead, they decided, all right, let's start off with a division game for the Carolina Panthers, have them be behind the eight ball right off the bat, and then let's get the week eight where the Panthers are 0-6 and, and the Texans are 3-3, three and, three, and no one in the NFL gives a rip about this game. But had it been week one, and I understand the NFL is like, oh, well, you know, you run the risk of it being Davis Mills, I guess if he's still there in Houston, and then Andy Dalton, come on. You know how the league works nowadays, NFL schedule makers. You know that you have a finite amount of time to find your quarterback. And if you're a first-round pick, yes, there may be the fifth-year option. But you really got three years to prove yourself. So you knew that Houston, their best option was going to be C.J. Stroud. And Carolina, their best option was going to be Bryce Young. Even though I know there's people out there debating, Andy Dalton is, but we're not going to get into that discussion. Why not put this in week one? But they didn't do it. But still, the narratives are still alive for the Carolina Panthers and Houston Texans and this matchup that, you know, pits Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud, two California guys who spoke very highly of each other leading up to the draft and leading up to this game on Sunday. And it's so cool to have guys who grew up together as quarterbacks in California go to two massive programs of the Ohio State University and down at Alabama, not staying, you know, in Southern California to play at USC or anything. Way to go. Uh, (laughs) Not even important, but it's cool to see that. And for them to not really kind of buy into the storylines. And Frank Reich, he was asked point blank. I think it was Steve Reed of the Associated Press asked him, hey, do you think you made a mistake uh, by not drafting C.J. Stroud? And that goes back to what I talked about earlier this week about this potentially being a referendum on Frank Reich, Bryce Young, Scott Fitterer, David Tepper, and the entirety of the Carolina Panthers organization. If they lose this game, you know it's coming. People are going to say, they got the wrong quarterback because Bryce Young's already an anomaly. You watch him out there, and he, he does look small. Let's just be honest. He does. But when given an opportunity, I think Bryce Young has been able to make some good plays. And if he had more than just Adam Thielen, I think that this offense would look better. But that has not been the case for Bryce Young. And we talked to Cody Davis yesterday of Locked On Texans, and he was asking about, you know, did they not put enough around Bryce? It's like, well, they did a lot of the same things the Houston Texans did by going out and getting some veterans. Um and things just haven't worked out. Now, the Texans clearly have better tackles in uh, Titus Howard and in Laramie Tunsil. They've been able to protect C.J. Stroud better uh, the last couple weeks than Panthers have protected Bryce Young. But that's been, of course, due to injuries. But the Texans have also had their own injuries. They got a Dalton Schultz, where the Panthers got a Hayden Hurst, who has not really made much of an impact. The Texans haven't run the football well. The Panthers haven't really run the, run the football well. I guess the only real difference is um, they have a young receiver who C.J. Stroud is going to rely on moving forward. And their defense has also been pretty good. And we have a young coach in D'Amico Ryans, and maybe he's a better fit in today's NFL than Frank Reich. I'm not quite sure. But it's interesting just to look at what the Texans did on paper, look at the Panthers did on paper, and you're seeing a lot of the same thing. But one team's having positive results, while the other team isn't having positive results. There's a lot of angst uh, with the fan base here in Carolina, where you listen to Cody yesterday, there's really exuberance. I mean, he was jubilant about what's going on there in Houston after the hell of Deshaun Watson not wanting to be there and all the things that he was accused of and going to Cleveland. It looks like karma's catching up with Deshaun. And now Houston having a coach that the city already loved and having a quarterback that the city's already fallen in love with. It, it's great to see for them. It's unfortunate for us that hasn't happened. And it's not that hard 
to look and be like, man, could that have been the Carolina Panthers? Could they have gotten C.J. Stroud? Ah, yes, they could have. They had the number one pick. Um, could they have hired D'Amico Ryan? Yes, they could have. They had the opportunity to do that. But David Tepper had his eyes on an offensive coach. And it also wouldn't have made a lot of sense to bring in D'Amico Ryan's when you already had Steve Wilkes in here. We're talking about defensive coach. There we go. You already have Steve Wilkes. You're talking about NFL experience. Or you already have Steve Wilkes. You're talking about a minority coach. Black coach, just to you know, be frank, you got Steve Wilkes here. So he obviously wasn't interested in doing that, and now you're sitting here at 0-6. So, again, I said on Monday or whenever the hell it was, Tuesday, that to me, this really should not be a referendum on Bryce. I think it's too early. There's too many things that are bleeped up around him uh, for me to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, Bryce Young, he's not it. And it's going to be game seven and really game six of his career. So I just think it's a little bit too early. And same thing with C.J. Stroud. It, time will tell whether the Panthers made the right decision with those quarterbacks. Like, we will find out eventually. And the same thing goes with Anthony Richardson. And I see Will Levis is getting start on Sunday. And I've said to a lesser extent, Will Levis, but considering he is considered to be a first-round prospect, I'll throw him in there and we'll see how that works out. But really, any quarterback who has success coming out of the draft class, they look better than Bryce Young, there are always going to be the conversations, even though revisionist history will then lead you to believe, oh, they should have been a first-round pick. Like, look at Brock Purdy. It's like, wow, how did all these teams pass on Brock Purdy? Every team did, including the 49ers, multiple times until they didn't. So that's a, that's something that will be figured out down the line. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to give in until 25, y'all. And I know that, wait, that's way too late. I'm willing to give it some time to see. I mean, maybe even next year in 24, we'll know. I'm just, I'm willing to give it some time when it comes to that. Now, as far as like Scott Bitterer, if the open secret in the league is that the owner wanted Bryce Young, what the hell is the GM supposed to do? I think when you look at what he put around Bryce and how that hasn't worked out, I think a lot of that's on Scott Bitterer. I think also a lot of it's on Frank Reich, the coaching staff, who wanted DJ Chark. They wanted Mingo, and they probably wanted Thielen. A lot of it's on them as well. It's, a, it's an organizational thing, and that's when I come back to this being a referendum on not just the individuals, but the organization, depending on how things go on Sunday, and that would be if they lose. And with Frank Reich, if he goes 0-7, it's hard. It's impossible, I feel like, to not sit here and be like, damn, why didn't they hire Shane Steichen? Why didn't they bring in D'Amico Ryans and actually make him feel like he had an opportunity for this job? Why didn't they hire Jero Vero or Thomas Brown? Why did they go with Frank Reich? When you're seeing the younger coaches have success while the older experienced coaches, Sean Payton and... Frank Reich aren't having success so far this NFL season. It would be so difficult not to think that way. And honestly, I would probably feel that way as well. So really, it would be a referendum on him. But but if anything, it should be on David Tepper. Because this is a David Tepper production. You saw David Tepper FC go get their, I almost curse, get, get it handed to him in the playoffs in quotes, which it wasn't, um, on, on Wednesday after, um, Wednesday evening. Like, what David, everything David Tepper is touching Charlotte has just been awful. He has the opposite of the Midas touch so far. It has been constant losing, constant embarrassment. And he says he's pissed off every time they lose. Well, look at the fan base. Listen to them and their concerns as you have made mistake after mistake after mistake. And all a loss would do is potentially magnify yet another mistake that you made. Now with Bryce, still, only time will tell. But with Reich, you know, it's hard to argue against. 
So we'll see how it plays out on Sunday. It's more than just Bryce versus CJ, but I'm just understanding like the way that people work and how this 24-7, 365, 366 next year in a leap year, sports media take cycle works where there has to be an opinion on, on everything and there is never time for nuance and waiting to see what happens all now, now, now. You got to give me this take now. Like I, I turn on the TV and I was at the barbershop on Thursday morning and there's Dan Orlovsky who was out here talking about Sam Darnold the last couple of years in Carolina who's going to be great and yada, 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 saying that he's the best quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has had since Matt Ryan and it's just like why why do we do that why is that necessary but that's what's going to come if the Carolina Panthers lose this game on Sunday so for my mental health and I feel like just for the well-being of the organization and for vibes good vibes the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young need to go out there and win this game on Sunday against Houston Please, God, do it. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted again by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays I will be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me or one Twitter at Julian Council. Get those questions into me for next week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to you all on Sunday following a Panthers win around 5.15 Eastern Standard Time. So until then, goodbye. Goodbye.